welcome to How Fitting, the podcast about creating fashion and growing a business that fits your customer, your lifestyle, and your values. I'm your host, Allison Haynes. Today, I'm joined by Marina Hayes, the founder of Peridot Rose. So welcome to the show, Marina. Thank you so much, Allison. Yeah, I'm excited to have you here. Um, for those listening who are meeting you for the first time, could you share a little bit about who you are and what you do? Absolutely. Um, so I'm the owner of Peridot Robes. Uh, I started my business, um, well, I started working on it many years ago, but I launched officially in May of 2021. So okay. right COVID, everyone had gotten their vaccines and the world was starting to wake up again a little bit. And, um, and yeah, I... I don't have any background in the fashion industry, but I am a fat person and I kind of felt like we were not being fitted correctly on a lot of our stuff. And I was frustrated with a lot of aspects of the, uh, of the clothing that I was buying. So I decided maybe I could do it better. And um, that's kind of what's been driving us all this time. And, and it, it's been really, really, really educational. <laughs> And fun and wonderful. So, um, so yeah, that's how we came to be. We make plus size luxury loungewear. Uh, we're ethically and sustainably sourced and made in Los Angeles. And um, yeah, we're growing and growing every single day. So exciting. And yeah, kind of the ups and downs of like huge amount of learning and also huge amount of like excitement and fun. Like, I feel like that's entrepreneurship and, you know, fashion entrepreneurship too, just in general, but. Yes, um, especially my personality, it's like throw my entire retirement savings into something I know (laughs) nothing about is very on brand. (laughs) I'll figure it out as we go, you know. Mm -hmm. It sounds like though it's working. So I'd love to like dive into more of like dig into the story and hear how you're doing things too. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I'm shocked myself at how well it's been. I've been shocked since the first day. I mean, I have yet to spend a single dollar on advertising. We don't collab with influencers or anything like that. We have a saying in Peridot, we, we support activists over influencers. Mm. Um, Influencers are just kind of trying to sell people stuff. And activists are really trying to make a better world for people of in the fat community. And we're marginalized, you know, and mm-hmm. they're not sell you things. They're they're literally trying to make your life better. And that's what we're trying to do. So, um, yeah, we uh, our growth has been sustained only by happy people. You know, people buy our stuff or they see our stuff on other people and they're like, hey, that's me. I want to be that. And that's how we keep going. So. Um, yeah, we've never, we've never done an ad on Facebook or Instagram, Instagram, especially and censors a lot of our activists. Um, they tend to censor our bodies when you're fat. Uh, they think are, mm-hmm. are innately profane. And, um, you know, we get shadow banned all the time for talking about issues that pertain to us. And we just don't want to give them our money. You know, <laughs> they're, yeah. They're the bad guy, even though they they fuel our business, and I love that. But at the same time, the company themselves they're they're 
that politics are garbage. You know, if mm -hmm. you're people will if you're a fat person you will see weight loss ads in your feed you will see you know it, it ads for intermittent fasting and bariatric surgery and all that kind of stuff and instagram will automatically flag you as a fat person as someone who inherently needs to lose weight and we're just not going to contribute to that financially mm -hmm. yeah and i totally agree with you i'm kind of the the same way in terms of, yeah, I don't want to give Facebook and Instagram my money for ads, you know, because of like all these things. Right. And yeah, there's just, there's so many things where it's like, nope, I don't need to be supporting that. Um, but yeah, so I love what you said about your growth has been sustained by happy people. Um, and that was something that I noticed um, in your brand and just like the photography and even, you know, when you post on stories, like wear tests on different people, that everyone looks like they love what they're wearing and they feel great about themselves. And like, it's a noticeable thing. Yeah, you know, we pair models really well. Um, and we, cause I've done plus size modeling myself and I'm always just like $50, that's not enough to sit there and, you know, do this for a couple hours. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we really really well generously and um, we also give them a free item of whatever they want so if they're modeling a robe and they love it they can take it home that day or if they like the one from the last collection I'll bring it for them and they can take that and what I found is that our models overwhelmingly pass on the cash and ask for a second item mm. they're like is it okay if I don't get it you can keep the money and can I get one of those other robes and so, you know, that's always a good sign. I know that we got it right when the model would like extra clothing as opposed to money. So, um, yeah, happy people. We, you know, bathrooms are not that serious. It's supposed to be comfortable. It's supposed to be like your most homey, comfy feeling. And mm -hmm. we the too cool for school modeling you know <laughs> see so many fashion brands with miserable looking people in them or just know. you know and Even we're on not runways like the models aren't smiling like I don't want to look like that I want to look happy we're like you know we're having a good time we're comfortable mm -hmm. nice and our shoots are super fun you know we have good snacks we got good music playing it's always people that you know I I love who they are you know it's not necessarily about their look um, it's not about their body or their size or, you know, how good they are. We don't use a lot of professional pro, pro models. I think we've used like two in all of our time. And it's mostly just people that I see and I'm like, hey, you look cool. You know, come model for mm -hmm. my brand. I, I, it sounds creepy when you put it like that. But yeah, come on, model for my plus size bathrobe brand. You know. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, I've totally done the same thing. I've any of my like friends or family. <laughs> around me know that at some point I've asked them like can you try this on for me and like tell me how you feel in it oh. or something where it's just like everyone everyone's open to be a fit model when you're a fashion designer you're always like looking around them they you know. have to know when they walk in the doors at my apartment that they're gonna mm -hmm. have to thing on and I think my friends look forward to it you know and they're always surprised it's, it's like sometimes there's an item that they didn't really think that they would like that much you know like I've never worn a jumpsuit that fit me right I don't really like jumpsuits mm -hmm. hard to get on and off when you have to go to the bathroom and blah 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 and then they'll try it on they're gonna be like okay I need three of these <laughs> you know mm -hmm. 
and that mm -hmm. happened that happened just the other day with the the our new pants that we're coming out with um the slackers and they're they they're kind of lounge pants but when you wear them they feel they feel very loungy very pajama-y but they look like elegant slacks that you would wear to the office you know mm -hmm. and everyone who's tried them on has been like I was not expecting to need like 10 pairs of these you know <laughs> Um, and so, yeah, that's, you know, I, I think being a fat person, I, I think it's both helped me, you know, of course, as a business owner and knowing what the issues is with the vast majority of our clothing. Um, but it's also just kind of like, I don't, I don't know the rules of how to own a brand. So I ignore the rules because I, I don't know them, you know, like mm. I've done things backwards from what I understand and and I'm just like well that doesn't make any sense let's do it the other way and and that's really helped us you know in our product design and in you know in our daily operating and I think people really are very refreshed by it I get love notes like sobbing videos of people and long multi-paragraph love letters um several times a day like that's multiple so cool times a day my inbox is like this has changed everything for me and but not, not just like every once in a while all the time and it's hard it's like emotionally it's hard to kind of like respond to every single one of those with the weight that it you know dictates you know mm -hmm. just like connecting with people and saying like I feel you on that um so yeah it feels like we're doing something I mean as silly as it is a bathrobe is it feels like we're doing something really important for people. Yeah, it sounds like it for sure. Um, So I do want to um, ask more about kind of what you just said, but first I want to back up and, and ask like, okay, so when you were first starting, um, what were some of the, I'm there, I'm sure there are many, and I have kind of many things I've noticed as well, but I want to know kind of like, what are some of the things that really stood out to you of the clothing that's in the market and what the major problems were. Mm -hmm. um, and then why you decided to start with ropes as the first, you know, product for Pyrrhida. Yeah. Well, um, there were plus size robes available on like walmart.com and stuff, you know, um, and mm -hmm. they were terrible quality fabrics. Some of them fit, but they didn't fit well, you know, like it, it would go on your body. But if you tried to like function in it, if you tried to lay down or you tried to sit down, you know, it would flash everything. And I mean, I would see the way that robes would fit smaller sized people and our robes were not fitting us like that. Mm -hmm. So for me, it came out of um, I have degenerative um, pain conditions. I have rheumatoid arthritis and I also have um, gout arthritis. So I have two different kinds of arthritis now. And mm. um, I was spending a lot more time on the couch than I did in years prior. And I wanted a nice robe and all the robes I had either didn't fit me right or the, the quality of them was just miserable. And I just got to the point where I, I had a friend of mine who is a costume designer um, in Hollywood and mm -hmm. she was kind of between gigs. And I was like, hey, would you like to make me a custom bathrobe like fit for me? That would be amazing. And 
she did. She did an amazing job on it. And then every single time my friends would come over, they would want to wear my bathrobe. <laughs> and I had so many friends who like offered to buy my bathrobe from me. You know? And I'm like, yeah, that's my bathrobe. Um, it was made for me and I'm not giving it up. And so finally I was like, why don't I just start, uh, you know, I was kind of at like a part of my life where I was like, you know, I'm ready to take on something big. I just remodeled um, my house and sold it. And I had some money and I was like, do I buy another house or do I make this other thing happen? So I did that. I, I started Peridot with that money and um, hired my best friend slash ex-girlfriend to be our production manager. And she knew everything there is to know about plus size fashion. We broke up <laughs> right as that was happening. Oh, no. um, and that was, uh, uh, you know, weird. Uh, ultimately, we're, we worked well together for about a year. And then suddenly we very much did not work well together anymore. And uh, she was the first person I fired. So mm -hmm. that was, but yeah, so that's how it kind of came to be. We just kind of went from there. Um, I, I don't know anything about fashion. I, I'm starting to learn. I definitely feel like Peridot has been like a very expensive internship for me, <laughs> uh, but I think it's a benefit more than it's hurt me, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what were some of the things then that like you, like earlier you mentioned, you didn't know the rules, so you kind of made up your own of how to do things um yeah so like as you're learning more about fashion and what are some of the rules where maybe you didn't know about you like maybe since learned about but you're like oh I did it a completely different way um or intentionally did it a completely different way yeah well I mean I think first of all just our fit is very different than the way that I've been fitted for clothes in the past for me, there's not really a way to do comfortable plus size clothing that doesn't have stretch to it. Whether you mm -hmm. integrate stretch into the design with pleats or, you know, you put a little bit of, you know, um, or the fabric itself is stretchy. Because of the diversity and the proportions of our bodies at our size, um, you know, a size uh, 30 can vary wildly between someone who has who's bottom heavy, who's top heavy, who's, you know, completely mm -hmm. down or whatever. And, you know, in a smaller size person, that fit is going to be a difference of, you know, a few inches, but in a larger person that, you know, increases exponentially. And so, you know, someone who is a size 30 and a size 30, two people standing right next to each other can have vastly different proportions. And if you're trying to fit both of them, unless you're doing custom fit everything, you know, it's, it's, you have to design for that. And one of the things that for me is also really great about our clothing is that our sizing is very flexible. So I'm a size four, I'm verging on a size five for us. So that's a four X, five X. And, um, but I can wear almost all of our designs down to like a size two and all mm -hmm. the way up size six and still be comfortable and look great because we've integrated so much flexibility into the points that people are usually 
tight on we're not tight there because people fluctuate in their weight throughout the month, throughout their life, throughout the year. You know, it can be mm-hmm. seasonal. You started a new medication. It can be your job changed. It can be you hurt your ankle. You know, anything can happen that can make your weight fluctuate. And we don't want people to be, we don't want any Peridot piece to ever not fit somebody anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. And we've definitely accomplished that. I mean, we have had less than 10 items ever returned for being too small. Oh, wow. That's in, really good. In thousands of items sold thousands. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, you know, because that's always been a priority for me and it, it doesn't mean that our stuff is not fitted. It just means that it's fitted generously in the ways that people usually find that the fit isn't working for them, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so if we have a neckline, let's say, you know, our, the robes are a little easier because they're basically like a wrap dress design and that's very flexible in of itself. But mm-hmm. for something a jumpsuit it's going to be a little more complicated because you yeah jumpsuits I think are the most complicated to fit because you literally got height with you know proportions for the whole body exactly so how we dealt with that is let's say somebody has less less of a butt okay Mm -hmm. um the way that our pleating is in the back of the jumpsuit is is kind of will give someone who doesn't have much of a butt a little bit more shape because the fabric is there and it's and it's fit in a way that that it doesn't look baggy in the butt for someone who who doesn't have much of a butt mm-hmm. uh, and but that same shape works really well if you do have a lot of butt back there so you know we're able to integrate both different types of bodies into one piece and done that with a lot of our stuff um you know and and that kind of thing where even people who are like oh I always feel like I'm not going to look good in a jumpsuit because I got a big belly and I don't have much in the back and I just feel like that's a really awkward design for me they try on our stuff and they're like wow this is like my dream scenario is what something would look like fitted on me you know it looks so Mm -hmm. a little bit back there that I didn't have already and smooths smooths the look back there and then it fits my belly too because we have the pleating in the front but we don't have a drop crotch I hate drop crotches so much I (laughs) there's so many things that as a plus size person I am so triggered by you know and a drop crotch is one of those they just I mean people who don't know how to do a rise correctly will give us a drop crotch and everything thinking that that's how it'll work Mm-hmm. makes me look like a toddler with a poopy diaper I mean it's such a bad look it looks so sloppy it is it's so gross I don't know why anybody would want to do that and it you know one thing about me is like I like looking really good I like looking sexy I like changing people's minds about what a fat person can can look like attractively to them and you know, I want clothing that reflects that. I want us to show unexpected skin. You know, I want us to sh- to show off our bodies. I'm never trying to hide our bodies. I love mm-hmm. my body. I love other people's fat bodies. And I don't think that we should be, you know, I've always felt like most plus size clothing is just tits. It's just boobs. It's like, do the deepest V you possibly can 
or it's like the super high neckline, you know, don't show anybody a single inch of my skin, you know, loud print. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, you know, loose fitting, like shapeless tint. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, and they're with huge shoulders. That's, that's the thing I always notice is like, why are the shoulders so big? Right. Um, Nightmare. And so, not I don't want those looks I've had those looks thrown at me my whole life and I've never felt comfortable in the clothing that I've worn I've never had something that I love to put on you know um mm-hmm. best case scenario years ago was like a nice kimono that I could wear on top of you know some solid basics and that was like my look and I I deserve more than that I I I want to show off my body I want people to you know I want their jaws dropped when they look at me. I get that all the time now. Everywhere I go in the stuff that I wear, um, and I wear a lot of Peridot stuff, like almost exclusively. And mm-hmm. I have people comment, smaller size people everywhere I go that are like, oh my gosh, what the, the I love your dress. And that's the best feeling. I never got those kind of compliments, you know, mm-hmm. always people don't know how to compliment fat people. It's always like, oh my God, you've got such a nice smile. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it's like, is that a compliment or is it not a compliment yeah. that you could pick out that you didn't have to comment on my size, you know, like, mm-hmm. or oh, you have beautiful eyes. You know, and I do have beautiful eyes and I do have a nice smile, but I'm sick of hearing that. I want someone to go, oh my God, you look hot in that dress, you know, and that's what I get. Mm-hmm. It's great. It's great to do that. So, you know, I'm, I'm selfish. <laughs> <laughs> I, but I mean, like, yeah, it sounds like you, you kind of started the brand to create something for yourself that you needed, but like even your models like you said and your friends and everybody else also wants the same thing so you're you're helping everybody who's in the same who's had the same experience with fashion that you yeah I'm not alone in my experiences with this stuff you know I I found I've definitely found a lot of people who are about the same as me you know they're larger bodied they've never had anything to get excited about fashion wise in their life and we're we're kind of on the lower end of pricing as far as uh, uh, sustainable ethical clothing goes. Um, mm-hmm. My price is really low because accessibility is really important to me. And, you know, I know a lot of people our size are disabled or, you know, don't make as much at their jobs. Statistically speaking, fat people are underpaid and professionally So, you know, I try to reflect that. No one, I think, is ever going to buy a yacht and retire early in in ethical, sustainable fashion. It's not a big moneymaker. You know, when we sell out a launch, we can pay our bills and, you know, keep going for the next launch. And that's my goal every single time. Mm -hmm. And we do sell out. We sell out all the time. Yeah, I saw you just launched um, a new robe and like a fluffy, like floral pink terry, like yes, flower. How did how did that go? Really, really, really good. We made a ton of them, so I, you know, I know that a lot of people our size grew up with like Barbie Envy, you know, 
mm-hmm. that kind of cutesy wardrobe we never had access to in our size, especially, gosh, people of my generation. We all dress like little attorneys, you know, that was, that was our clothing options was like, you know, Mrs. Ware at Macy's and, you know, we all had uh, slacks and, and business casual when everyone else got to wear cute, trendy things. Um, so I made a lot of these, I knew the excitement was really high for them and, and yeah, we're mostly sold out. I think we have less than like 15 of them left. Nice. Congratulations. Thank you. So exciting when it's like, yeah, your, the, your vision of like, Hey, this is a great piece. It's like everyone else also feels the same. And that's really cool to see, to see that. And then start seeing, I'm sure the pictures of people or the messages from people when they like receive the, the robe and try it on. It is so great. Um, this fabric, I saw it on the rag finders, Instagram page. Rag finders is a very longstanding, um, fabric remnants shop in Los Angeles. They're huge. Uh, and when I lived in LA last year and my entire life, rag finders was just down the street from me. I went to rag finders probably once every two weeks, just to browse what they had and get inspired and now I'm living in Chicago and I have to do all my stuff from very far away and they had Mm -hmm. this um pink like bubblegum pink floral cherry cloth on their Instagram page and I think they they they're closed on the weekends um I think yeah I think they're closed on Saturdays and Sundays I think I saw the fabric on Friday night And I texted the guy who used to help me at their thing all the time. And I was like, do not sell a single inch of that to anybody else. We're taking all of that pink fabric. And (laughs) had a little swatch for me and he put it on hold, which anyone who knows rag finders knows they do not put anything on hold for anybody. You have to have cash in hand and then you get it. They don't put holds for anyone and that's why I get this from people all the time they're like rag finders put something on hold for you who are you you know (laughs) um you know I brought the boys beef jerky in the warehouse that's really the true story of it I I get I get favors (laughs) because I know how to you know how to grease the right palms so um Mm -hmm. so yeah he he put that on hold for me he sent me a little swatch of it just to make sure that I loved it and I approved it like Wednesday that week and my production manager went and picked it all up and it is um I love rag finders using remnant fabrics is such an inspiration the variety is absolutely incredible the quality is incredible there's a lot of fabrics we've used that we would have never been able to afford if we had bought them new um you know it makes sense um from an environmental standpoint and also it makes sense from a business standpoint we get great deals on this fabric Mm -hmm. yeah i've worked with rag finder fabric with um several different clients in the past and it's it's always fun to it's kind of like the treasure hunt of yeah like you find the perfect fabric and you're like snap that up what can we make out of it you know this will go perfect in this and it's (laughs) Yeah, it's like designing around this this fabric that you found. Yeah, it's it's really fun, um, you know, and it can be disappointing sometimes. You know, you find something you love and there's like 20 yards of it. And I can't do anything with 20 yards. So mm-hmm. there's been a lot of hard. Yeah, make like three robes or something. Yeah, exactly. Very limited edition. Um, you know, but uh, but yeah, it's it's been wonderful. They've been great to us. It's another small business. Everyone that we work with along the way is all small businesses um, until we hit the USPS. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not a small business, but we still love to support them. Mm-hmm. So you, you've mentioned several things about like um, the values of Perido and yourself as the, the founder and designer um, being accessible, being sustainable, like using these high quality fabrics and the fit. Is, is there anything else kind of on the value side that really impacts how you run the business? Um, yeah, well, we pay ethical wages all along the way as well. Um, you know, I I don't think that if your business can't survive without oppressing people and, you know, making them work below their means, basically, you don't deserve to be in business. Um, you know, we really have to redefine success um, as not being how much money you make at the end of the day, but the positive impact that you make on your community. And that's your opinions, mm-hmm. that's the, you know, and the environment, that's the way that you source your materials, that's the way that you pay your workers. Um, if everyone is winning at the end of the day, you've won. And, and mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of a different way than, than we've been raised, you know, in business you know, squeeze every single dime out of everything you possibly can, short every single person you possibly can, wedge them into a way where they can't say no to you and all that. We're not doing that. We're, we're not those people, which is why we're everyone's favorite people to work with. You know? <laughs> mm-hmm. our, our vendors and the people that we work with, they love us so much. We pay our bills in full. The moment we get the invoice, we don't ask anyone for net 15, net 30 terms. Um, or net 90 or net nine. in some cases. Yeah. We pay everything full instantly, um, you know, and we're fun to work with. You know, we, we're very understanding. Our ethics go all the way toward, you know, I I am very kind to the people. I, I try to do this all with kindness in my heart because I've been that employee, you know. I made mm-hmm. uh, $9 an hour working at a hardware store, you know, and, and it was brutal, <laughs> you know, and. Mm-hmm. something happens to one of our employees their car is not working or something like that like we're all a team we're all in this together I I have to convince people of this all the time like they don't believe me they think that if they have a problem they have to keep it to themselves because that's what capitalism has told them they have to do like your problem should not be your boss's problem but it is my problem like if their car is not working they can't make it to the post office and they're supposed to drop off packages I don't want them suffering with that by themselves or trying to cover it up for me like talk to me about it we can get you a new tire you know and Mm-hmm. And I deal with this in everything. I'm just like, just talk to me. Just talk to me. We are a team. We have so many people here who can help you. And, you know, people are really going through it right now in the world. And, you know, all kinds of all kinds of problems. So, you know, our ethics extend to every single person who works for us. We, you know, we're here for you. We love you. We care about your mental health. We don't want you rushing. I'd rather let my customers wait an extra couple of days to get their stuff than to pressure someone who's sick or who's stressed out. You know, I I push my production manager all the time to take take a weekend off, take an extra day off, go home early. It's Friday. It's noon. You should be on the freeway heading home right now, you know? Like, I mm-hmm. don't want anyone grinding for this. It's bathrobes. I remind people that all the time. It's bathrobes. It's bath. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> you know? 
Mm-hmm. The day, their bathrobes, people are going to have this for the rest of their life. And if it's a couple of days late or something like that, which, you know, doesn't happen very often, but sometimes, you know, we'll be okay. The world will keep spinning. There's no such thing as a hard deadline, you know, unless it's Christmas. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> Where, yeah, I think the fashion industry has the stereotype and for good reason of being so fast, so like, you know, under the pressure, fast paced and um, yeah, putting downward pressure on especially the people making the clothes or anyone who's kind of not in the design office um, of the of the brand. And yeah, at the end of the day, it's clothing. Like, yes, of course it matters. And we all wear clothes and they, they do have an impact, you know, as we've been talking about on how people feel and you know, enjoy the clothing and and who they are as a person, but it's not life or death. Like you said, you know, it's, it's close. So nobody's um, in their living room for that package to arrive. You know, they're not like, I have literally nothing to wear in the entire world, except this one jumpsuit that was supposed to be here yesterday. You know, that's not, Mm -hmm. not really happening. Everyone's going to be okay. I, I, sometimes I have to remind clients of this too. I, one of the things that I've become very spoiled about is our clients have really drunk the Kool-Aid, you know, they are on board. They are so supportive of us. And that's one of the great things about not doing advertising is like advertising grabs people and, you know, and tries to get them on an impulse. A lot of the advertising that we see these days, and it's not, about building trust in a brand. It's not about telling your story. It's about, you know, ooh, shiny, click here, you know? And uh, by not doing that, we have people who really understand us, who are invested in 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 supporting us and and seeing our journey. It's not about getting the clothing for them. They really, I have so many people who don't feel like they're buying clothing from us they feel like they're supporting our movement and been incredible it's been absolutely incredible my biggest issue has been trying to convince people to like let me know when there's a problem because our customers (laughs) love us so much they don't want to let me know that like hey I ordered a size five and I got a size three or hey my robe came without a belt I have people who sent I, I got a message from someone who was like oh yeah I love that robe so much um, were the belts sold separately? And I'm like, and they're like, yeah. it's like such a nice way of saying. This was like, like they're being so nice. Whereas like other companies are like, this brand is terrible. They didn't send me a belt. Right. It was, I had sent them the robe four months ago, and in four months they had not. And I talked to this person on in the inbox on Instagram all the time. Like we chat. You know, I know her cat's name, and. You know, and she had never once mentioned that she didn't get a belt with her robe because she didn't want to bother me. I'm like, what are you talking about? I, you know, like, mm-hmm. and that's gonna, I wonder sometimes, like, we have so few returns. I wonder if it's just people who, like, don't want to bother. I'm not bothered by it. I'm in this to, to be bothered, you know? And mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of, it's amazing, but I do feel like I'm running a cult sometimes. <laughs> In a good way, yeah. And, and I love your point about um, the people that are attracted to your brand because of how you're running the brand and how you're, you know, not doing advertising, you know, paying for advertising, that they really are there for the mission and are there 
because they want to be and not just because they're like, oh, I want this random piece of clothing. Like they're there because they care about like you and the brand and the other people in the community. Um, and that can be like super powerful of to to have this community even of people who feel like there are others who get them and like here's a style of something that I've never been able to find um and to to have that you know that kind of camaraderie is is kind of what every brand wants to you know yeah. what, what so many brands want to have it's community and you know I I sometimes lean on that. I've had to lean on that sometimes like, Hey, you guys, I know we said we'd put these out on Monday, but they're going to go out, you know, next Monday instead. Cause someone in the sewing room got COVID and I sent everybody home to go rest and test and, you know, and reset. And, you know, everybody is just like, like so happy, so happy to wait next week. They're like, yes, love it. Good job. You know, like wait, wait, so kind like people are just so encouraging it's so crazy like I've worked a lot of jobs I have a really great work ethic um you know I've always enjoyed every job I've been in even like the most miserable jobs I I love people I love making people happy and you know I've worked retail and I was like at the end of the day working retail I was so overjoyed I was like I got to hang out with my buddies all day like it was just I've, I'm just there's something in my brain that's a little bit broken. I just love working, you know. Um, I wouldn't say I'm a workaholic as far as hours put in, but I, I I love connecting with people and making them happy and going the extra mile. That's just kind of my innate sense, and um and I just I don't feel like this is working. I never feel like this is work. I I love doing it every single day. I love going the extra mile. I love, you know, like connecting with people. Um, we give away free robes to anyone uh, over a size three. Um, there's a little part on the website and the frequently asked questions. That's like, you know, I love your robes, but I can't afford it. You know, do you ever have sales? And I wrote on there and I was like, hey, if you want a robe and you can't afford it, just message me. I'll send you a robe. And we've always had that since day one. Um, because you know, our stuff is really nice and it doesn't exist in, in larger sizes anywhere else. And I want people to have these and, and we've given away hundreds of free bathrobes to people who, who need them, who are disabled, who, you know, lost their job, who are, um, very ill. Uh, we've had a couple people who were terminally ill with cancer who passed away mm -hmm. wearing our robes we had people who've been buried in our robes like literally that was in their instructions oh, wow. like i want to go in the robe um we've had people who've been married in our robes we've had people who've been proposed to have given birth in our robes like we're really part of somebody of people's lives and it's such an honor it's so it's so great it's the best feeling i never thought i'd be doing something i've been an activist my whole life and I never thought that like making bathrobes would be where I was really making the biggest impact. <laughs> mm -hmm. so I used to, I was the director of a homeless shelter for kids that I was like not making as much of an impact as I am now, you know? <laughs> mm -hmm. So yeah. Yeah. It's really great. It's a, it's, it's definitely motivating. It's, it's very easy to get up every day and do this and, um, my therapist was like, yeah, you're, you're not really going to burn out. Like even when you're, I'm, you know, I'll be on my phone 
messaging people all night, you know, about fit questions and, you know, questions about the fabric. And I do all that work myself. I don't have anyone working for me who's answering messages. And my therapist is like, you know, I would tell you to like hire someone so you don't burn out, but you're not going to burn out. You're really happy doing it. You know? <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, it feels that way. And uh, I feel so lucky. It's it's a, a very unexpected hit. Like the first day we launched, we sold out in like a day and a half. Wow. And we had like, I was expecting, um, you know, we launched in May. I had only told like, you know, my immediate circle about it really. And I was like, it, we're so, we've got 450 robes. If we can sell half of them by September, I'll do another collection for the holidays. And we sold mm-hmm. in a day and a half. <laughs> That's crazy. And like 450 is not like for a brand, especially an ethical brand just starting out. Mm-hmm that's a fairly high number of, of robes. Like I've seen brands, you know, kind of test the waters with like 50 or a hundred and you did 450 and sold in a day and a half. Like there's definitely a need for, yeah, know, I was not, for what you have. I, if, I, if people were like jumping on it to get it right when it came out. Right. I was expecting to just like make them and have them and then just like sell them bit by bit. And I wasn't expecting to have like a real launch. I mean, I knew my friends would buy them. Um, but I didn't expect that, you know, and it's been like that ever since every single time we get a whole bunch of orders, I'm like, who are these people? You know, just like, <laughs> how did they find us? Where have they been? You know, um, and mm-hmm. great mix of like returning customers and new people. And, um, you know, it's, it's working, it's working really well. We're expanding rapidly. We're doing more like outdoor, not outdoor, like hiking wear, but like, um, you know, office wear, business casual stuff, you know, that kind of those kinds of items. We're making underpants, um, you know, eventually I'm going to dive into bras. I eventually have to, (laughs) I know I have to, I hate bras for plus size people so much. They're so miserable. Um, I, mm-hmm. The brand that I love the most will not expand their sizing. I have asked them to expand their sizing for years now. Um, I'm like, you know, you go up to a size 46 band. If you could just go up to like a size 54 band, there's this whole segment of the population who has nothing. Um, mm-hmm. Stuff is really cute. And it would be easy to make something a little bit larger, just a couple extra inches, you know, and I'll fund it. I will give you money to do this. Like, you know, be like, Hey, you know, our expansion with Peridot robes, I I'll give you money to do this. And they just, they don't, they won't do it. And they're a small brand too. They're, you know, small ethical owned brand and, you know, they just don't, people don't think that there's money in plus sizes. Um, they're wrong. They're really Mm -hmm. super duper wrong. Um, you know, when you, I think plus size people have the reputation for being picky or not, you know, being profitable, but brands don't put money into our fit. They don't put money into, you know, doing things correctly for us. And we return stuff or we don't come back and buy more of it when you burned us like that. And I think that so many brands just don't respect the plus size consumer. You know, I I have had stuff that like, oh, yay, we're going up to a size 4X now. And I buy it 
And I'm like, this is garbage. If they tried to sell this to a smaller size client, they would never be in business to begin with. And Mm -hmm. it's okay because we're plus size and we're an afterthought and we should be lucky for whatever crumbs they give us. And, you know, we're living in the age of the empowered fat person and we're not putting up with that anymore. You know, we have our own brands run by plus size people that are doing great. And well, some of us, uh, we do lose a lot of brands as well. Um, mm-hmm. cause there are difficulties in this business costs, um, are higher than ever to do everything. Fabric is costing more labor is costing more shipping is costing more. Um, you know, all the things that have been going on with importing stuff from China, as far as fabrics go, you know, run-ins are really hard to get nowadays, uh, versus what it was a couple years ago. You know, there's, there are issues, but, you know, I just see all those things as like individual things that need to be tackled, you know? Yeah. And I, I a hundred percent agree with you that like the, you know, even some larger brands that obviously have the people and the budget to (laughs) invest in something where they're like, oh, we're now going to add, you know, expand our sizing and they do it like only online it's not in store it's like limited styles that are like the most shapeless basics that they have not like the nice pretty trendy beautiful fabrics that like the rest of the collection gets yeah and then they try it for like two years and then close it down because it wasn't making money and it's like well yeah, because you only did it halfway and you didn't actually make it fit or like make it what people want to wear, you know, like some of my friends who are plus sizes, like they are the most fashionable people I know and like dress way better than I do. And it's so hard for them to find clothing in their size and it's ridiculous. So it is, I, I, you have to have an extra level of of admiration and respect for plus size people who are fashionable that takes mm-hmm. so much work, you know, and mm-hmm. it's so hard. Um, and it's a, it's a tremendous expense as well. I mean, our stuff, the stuff that, that is really well made for us is almost exclusively from small ethical lines. And those just inherently are going to cost more. We don't have the same access to, um, to mid-range brands, you know, that those just mm-hmm. was traditionally ignored by them. And you're absolutely right, Allison, about um, you know, the the expand the size expansion in so many brands. I've been so disappointed in so many of them. Like Lizzo t- um teaming up with a Athletica, I think she did. And their size 4X is not a 4X. It's like it's like a 2X, you know, and they're Mm-hmm. I don't know how this stuff fits her um, because I know people her size who cannot fit into their stuff and um, old Navy with their terrible expansion, you know, Oh, we're in stores, <laughs> but it's like five items and they're in the back and you know, they're, they're terrible. And then they took it away, which makes me feel like it was never, you never did this because it was the right thing to do. You did this because you thought you could make money on it. And I don't Mm-hmm. people thinking that they can make money off of us i want us to be seen as a profitable sector of the market i that's important to me but you know <laughs> it's you know that if old navy gave that to us and then took it away so quickly they were never doing it because they knew it was the right thing to do mm-hmm. only do- or even 
or even like that's a great point of they're not doing it to respect people they're doing it for profits and then they did such a bad job at it that they weren't making any profits because again to your point there is money in the plus size market it's just that the problem was not with the market the problem was with the products they put out in the market yeah that was the reason why they weren't making money but that's a very big public statement on you know like if old navy can't do it why should anybody else you know Mm -hmm. us back i mean it'd almost be better if they just stayed out of it completely than to do it so half-assed and then so publicly undo it you know Mm -hmm. that's back our community um because it's like hey you guys we're finally giving you what you always asked for and then they do it half-assed which we all know and then Mm -hmm. and then other brands are like well old navy tried it and it didn't work for them it's it's not true i mean we i don't want to give out my numbers but we make money we make real money and and i'm doing things in the most expensive way possible you know i buy Mm -hmm. fabrics i pay everyone super well you know we're we're in los angeles you know we don't have anything made overseas like it i i do everything i have the most expensive packaging i have you know i bundle incense for people like you know like we Mm -hmm. babies we're always doing stuff like I do everything in like the minimized pro- uh, profits way. And I still make money because I respect my customers. And when they have money to spend, they spend it with me. You know, if mm-hmm. work bonus, somebody gets birthday money, somebody gets, you know, whatever, the first place they're turning is my website. And that's because I love them and they know it. And you know, mm-hmm. they love us back and it's, it's beautiful. But like, I hate that I'm, you know, it feels very lonely in this world sometimes doing this, you know, I wish that people had tons of options. So someone messaged me the other day, like, oh, look at this brand. They're doing plus size bathrobes. Snag Tice is doing a, a plus size spa robes. And I got this message from like, you know, probably 30 people like, oh my God, it's the end of Herodo. The Snag Tice is much bigger than you. And they're doing plus size bathrobes. Oh my gosh, those bathrobes were terrible. They were offensive. <laughs> even the models on the website, they didn't even fit the models like at all. I wish I know this is a podcast that people can't see it and they've taken them off the website. So you can't see them anyways. But uh, I was going to say, I'm going to go Google it because I, I know snag tights, but I haven't. Uh, Inbox me. I didn't see their road. I'll send you the screenshots. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but, you know, I'm just like, I, I don't want to be the only plus size bathrobe option. I want people to. Mm-hmm. silk bathrobes and you know the long feather boa bathrobes and I want people to have little sheer nighties you know lined with fur or whatever I want people to have whatever they want I this is not about being you know I I the only one yeah I mean I operate from a place of abundance you know I as a plus size person I want plus size people to have a hundred bathrobe options. That's what we deserve. That's what everybody else in the world has, you know, and, and it breaks my heart that I'm the only person out there, you know, trying to do this stuff. Uh, you know, I don't like that for my community. I don't like that for me as a brand. I want the competition. It makes it better for everybody. Um, mm-hmm. No, but it just doesn't seem to show up. Mm-hmm. It's hard. It's, you know, I don't know what to do to change people's minds. It just seems, you know, 
shouting into a void sometimes. I mean, I, I, my customers know that I get it and I get them. And, but I wish other brands would take up, you know, I, I wish that people had more mid range options. Um, uh, as far as pricing goes, you know, I wish that people could go spend, you know, $60 on a pair of pants. We need that. You know, we need to be able to go walk into a store and be able to buy an outfit on the fly, you know, and I'm never getting to a brick and mortar store on my life. Peridot will never open a brick and mortar. Um, (laughs) I just don't want it. (laughs) Um, But I like working from home. I in my bathrobe right now and I'm in a bathrobe 99% of the time, Um, you know, and I on brand, right? Yeah, exactly. I, I wasn't sure if this was going to be a video chat or not. So I'm wearing the pink robe. I got my bed head. I, you know, one of the great things about owning a bathroom company is I can show up in my pajamas half asleep and it's just like, oh my God, Marina's so devoted to like the bathroom lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it is, it is, um, like I love it when brands are really devoted to the lifestyle and it shows when you know the customer well and in in this case and in the case of a lot of like fashion entrepreneurs who kind of fell into fashion entrepreneurship um, because they had a need so they are the customer Mm -hmm. and that makes a huge difference um, whether you are the customer whether you just really understand and and respect and value the customer it shows in the product and how you run the business of that you have the understanding. And I'm sure like your customers see that too, of just like what you said, like that you get them. Um, and that is, you know, a connection made that's like way more important and influential than the clothing itself. So the clothing itself is kind of speaking all of that and showing that understanding and respect, which I think is a really powerful aspect of clothing and, and, kind of a more weighty thing too as as somebody who's on the side of you know designing and creating the fit of clothing of making sure that the work that I do shows that respect and is putting that putting enough of that into the product so that it does show in the end yeah like it's a it's a big responsibility even though it is just clothes too yeah I it's I hate that it's fueled but from such a negative space you know um even brands that are exclusively plus size brands like Torrid and Lane Bryant I feel like they're running themselves into the ground like they're being so poorly managed they're being so disrespectful to the community and the community's sick of it because we're starting to have other options and mm-hmm. no Torrid is not doing anything remarkable they're releasing the exact same designs with weird alterations to them. They're doing these weird brand tie-ins, you know, Jurassic Park. Like, I don't know any like hot fat person who's like, oh my God, give me that T-Rex shirt. Like what the hell, (laughs) you know, or yet another Disney collab. Don't send the Disney people after me, but another Disney collab. Really? We need that. We need it. Like we just have to, Mm-hmm. this thing with Melissa Fence, you know, like why um, give us actual wearable clothing that's better quality. And it's so expensive and it's not ethically made at all. And the stuff is like, like suburban nineties, you know, cool soccer mom looks. And I'm just like, what, who's asking, who's buying this? Stop buying it. <laughs> you know? 
Mm-hmm. You deserve better. Need more diversity, diversity of style yeah. as well as size. Exactly. And it's terrible. I have not purchased anything from Torrid in like, I don't know, seven years. You know, Lane mm-hmm. Bryant. Mm-hmm. I no. But now that now that you have better options, yeah. why why settle? I, exactly. And they're just, you know. I just wish that, well, also like Tord is trying to rebrand itself as a curvy brand and not a fat brand. You know, they're not about fat empowerment. If you look at their models, the models are all like size 12, 14, six, like the fattest you get on mm-hmm. the website is like a size 16, um, you know, and they're trying to, to, to bring in the size 10, 10s and 12s. And they're completely leaving off people at the other end of the spectrum. And mm-hmm. that's about, they're supposed to be here for us. They're a plus size brand and they don't want to be known as, as a plus size brand, you know, they want, they want to grab all the smaller size people who are carrying a little bit of baby weight, you know, but they don't want people mm-hmm. who are like, you know, I call myself a forever fat. I'm never trying to lose weight. If there was a magic pill I could take that would make me skinny tomorrow, I would not take it. You know, I love my body. I wish that the world was made with me in mind more, but it's not my body's fault. It's the world's fault. And Exactly. Yeah. The clothing should fit you, not yeah. the other way around. I, you know, people have been, it's been ingrained in them that, you know, there's something wrong with their bodies when they don't fit into the things that they want. And it's never, we were never conditioned to question why the stuff that we want is not made to fit us. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I hope, I think, I feel like the tides are turning, you know, um, what it is now versus what it was 10 years ago is night and day. You know, the average fat person now has been exposed to a no diet concepts, you know, like the idea of having, you know, just saying I'm fat. Mm-hmm. It's like people, I still know plus size people are like, oh, the F word, you know, <laughs> um, or I know, pl- I know plenty of plus size, like plus size friends that I know that are super fashionable. Like they're the same as you where they're, they have no stigma against the word fat. Like they call themselves fat and proudly. Yeah. Well, it's a factual term, you know, it's the same. Mm-hmm. being called tall or saying I have brown hair or saying I have you know big feet you know I I'm not ashamed of the fact that I wear a size 12 women's shoe why should I be ashamed of the fact that I wear a size 30 pants you know the, mm-hmm. it's the way my body decided to grow and women in my family have looked like me since my family came to be I mean I am I look like my ancestors, you know, and I, <clears throat> I look like my heroes, you know, I, there's been amazing fat women who've accomplished incredible things in the world and I look just like them. And that mm-hmm. great feeling. I take pride in that and I'm not going to <clears throat> spend my life fighting against it. You know, when you stop thinking about like, how can I be smaller? How can I be smaller? How can I be smaller? Which is a, a, a a thing that capitalism has put in your brain to make you feel like mm-hmm. good enough to make you feel like you're the problem to make you feel like you need to do this 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 and this in order to have this idealized you know happiness it, it's not real 
you know, and, and the sooner you divest from that and focus on being authentic and being comfortable, uh, the happier you'll be. I, 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 my heart breaks for people who have spent their entire lives fighting against their biology, you know, Mm-hmm. body is genetically predisposed to be this size your cells had maps in them before you were born and you were always destined to be this and so just be the best this you can be get lots of sleep drink water you know don't stress out and enjoy life you know people want to talk about obesity is such a killer um stress is a killer <laughs> Stress yeah. kills way more people than obesity and obesity doesn't kill anybody. Medical fat phobia kills people, you know, and uh, there are mm-hmm. lots of unhealthy people of every size. So, you know, these, this kind of messaging is not profitable. And so you don't hear it. It d- doesn't hit the mainstream. Um, and you have to turn to activists. You have to turn to people we're really fighting for a better world for you in order to get that kind of message. And, you know, it's weird. It's like, we're a bathroom company, but we are really trying to like wake people up to like, Hey, you want to buy this bathrobe? Here's a whole bunch of education with it. You know? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we're indoctrinating people with bathrobes. We really are a cult. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this has been so fun, Marina, to hear more about your story. And really, I I can tell, like, I I could see it from, you know, your website and your Instagram that I've been following for a while. But hearing you talk about it, too, is it's so powerful to hear what you're doing and how you created this business and all the learning that you've done uh, in, you know, running a fashion business and then how you're helping um, the fat community with with bathrobes. Um, I have one more question that I ask everyone at the end of the interview, which is if you could communicate one value to the world through the clothes you design, what would it be? Comfort is always beautiful. Mm. You know, when you're comfortable, you have that relaxed, happy smile on yourself. You're comfortable in yourself. And it that will always create a glow that, you know, is, is, um, that people will see and that you will feel and you know so just be as comfortable as you can be I love it and I'm I'm with you I like the the comfort lounge around on my couch and something nice where the fabric and and the the like whatever I'm wearing just yeah is cozy I'm, I'm with you there oh thank you so much Allison thank you so much for doing this I think your messaging is also really important too I I love that you're you know taking kind of behind the scenes and letting people have a little glimpse into it and that's that's uh I I I would I love that message as well is like you know people should understand where their stuff is coming from and you know the thought processes behind it and um, thank you for making that accessible for people yeah, of course. It's it's my pleasure. Um, where can people find more about you and Peridot Robes online? Uh, well, I'm active on Instagram, even though they're the devil. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we have a newsletter that we send out with every launch on peridotrobes.com. Um, you can sign up right there at the bottom and, and keep up to date on us. Sounds good. I'll put links to those in the show notes so people can check out the upcoming releases. Make sure they don't sell out before they get their hands on them. Yes. Thank you so much, Allison. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. That's all for today. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. 
And if you would like more episodes and resources like this about growing a fashion business that fits your customer, lifestyle, and values, send straight to your inbox. You can sign up for my email list at alisonhainis.com newsletter. That's A-L-I-S-O-N-H-O-E-N-E-S dot com slash newsletter. Again, thank you for listening, and I hope you'll join me for the next episode of How Fitting.